It's another edition of your Sports Fix with the Sports Pulse. I'm Devin Ashby filling in again this week for Dan Cusin and hope you guys tune in. It's got a lot to talk about. It's been a crazy sports week this week, man. You know, first and foremost, man, the biggest news of the day yesterday was, and yesterday being Saturday, um, Jamal Adams was has been begging pleading pretty much engineering any way he can a trade to get himself out of new york and on saturday july 25th they finally granted him one new york Jets traded jamal adams away to the seattle seahawks um a couple of picks the first round pick for two years away from now you know um brad dexter mcdougall was the player involved and they had a couple other picks that got traded but Jamal Adams is now a Seattle Seahawk pretty much filling in for the long line of incredible defensive backs that have come through there pretty much since 2010 I mean most notably at safety Earl Thomas you know they had the infamous breakup a few years ago Seattle did and now you basically found his replacement and Seattle suddenly is looking even more formidable if they can build a defense. I'm, my thing is, like, they got Quentin Dunbar in there as well. If he can overcome these legal troubles he's currently in and be able to get – and, you know, assuming there's a season this year and whatnot, if Dunbar can get on the field, he's he's not an elite shutdown corner by any stretch, but he's a very solid corner. You already have um, Shaquille Griffin, who's over there, um, you got Jamal Adams. Really, the only piece they're missing, they're not going to get Clowney anymore. You know, he's gone. He's out of there. But that defensive line is maybe a one or two pieces away. You got Bobby Wagner in the fold already, you know. Um, and that's just on the defensive side. You go over to the offense, you got that stable of running backs with, you know, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, and those boys. You know, DK Metcalf is going to be a really good receiver. You know, they're trying to get Josh Gordon back. And of course, the engine is run by the runner up for MVP in the NFC and Russell Wilson, who is about as good as it gets in the NFL. I mean, this this team is looking very dangerous suddenly. Like, I mean, they were dangerous last year. They got to the second round of the playoffs, but and won eleven games and whatnot. But I'm like, this team is looking continuing to get better and and build around Russ. You know, this is looking like a very strong team. Like, you know, and and the thing with Jamal Adams, though, is that he's always been somewhat of a controversial guy since he's been in New York from what I've seen. Like, you know, he, he he's always seemed to have been at odds with them ever since he's gotten there. You know, he wasn't a fan of Adam Gase, which I don't know too many people who are. <laughs> But, um, you know, and now, and he famously got in like a Twitter spat with one of his old teammates from LSU, Leonard Fournette, and there were some back and forth between the two of them. And now you see Le'Veon Bell went on Twitter voicing his frustrations um, about feeling like he was lied to and led astray by Jamal. And, you know, these two teams play each other in week 14 of the season in Seattle and you know, I'm I'm kind of 
feeling indifferent towards Le'Veon because, I mean, my thing is nobody held a gun to his head and forced him to go sign with the New York Jets. Like, you can bellyache about how, like, oh, he was hooting and hollering to get you here. It's like nobody traded you here. Nobody forced you to come here. Like, you were the one who signed on your own volition to go to New York. And you knew New York was a hot a hot mess when you got there. Like, that, you, like New York ain't never been... The Jets, at least, have never really... They've always been kind of the circus in in New York, you know? And, it, like, it was a work in progress. You knew that when you got here. And But the other thing that somebody said, it's like, yo, Darren Lee chimed in, and he was saying that, like, this is bigger than, L, than uh, LB, meaning Le'Veon Bell. And it's the truth. Like, the Jets, this, this stuff is deeper than what Le'Veon... And I don't think Le'Veon gets it, or maybe he does get it, and he just hasn't been traded so he's got to kind of save face while he's in the building but like the Jets are very dysfunctional they've always been dysfunctional as long as I can remember except for maybe a few years when Sanchez and Rex Ryan first got there but besides that like this is the Jets this is what they do you know they've always been kind of a mess you know and it's really a mess now like and I don't get how Le'Veon doesn't get, and even Le'Veon should know this because I remember Adam Gates, Adam Gates, I mean, said some stuff about him, and then he responded on Twitter, kind of disapprovingly. So I don't get maybe just like I said, he's still in the building, so he's got to kind of watch his step a little bit. But like, I don't get how he would get upset at Jamal Adams for doing what he feels is right. Because, I mean, this has been long brewing. I mean, the team wanted to try to trade him before he requested a trade. So this wasn't just one-sided. This was a mutual thing. And they were looking at trade. Like, I mean, if it's this has been long going. And so, I mean, finally it got resolved. And you can't please everybody, pretty pretty much, you know. But, but Jamal did what was best for him, and it worked out for him because, you know, a lot of these NFL trades seem to be revenge things where, like, they'll put you out in Buffalo used to be the place they would send you, like, you know, but you, you got traded to Seattle of all places. Like, that is as good of a place as Adams could have landed. Like, he's finally going to be on a team, hopefully, that is a winning culture, and hopefully he'll just focus on his on the field play now so we'll see what happens with him but it's going to be exciting on the field at least to see the response to that but uh to go on you know we're not sure about football yet but the two things we are sure about basketball is officially back and baseball is officially back you know they in basketball they started scrimmages in the NBA side for the bubble and, you know, all the stuff, but they actually have started on the court play. And, you know, in baseball, the season actually started. Like, the Nats have started their title defense. And the first night, they didn't look great when they played New York the first night. But then the second night on Saturday, they opened a can of whoop whoop ass, basically, on the... um, Yankees, they beat them nine to two, and you know it. It's gonna be interesting to see how the season goes on, especially you know the Nats have already been hit with the thing. You know, coronavirus hit one of their best superstars, Juan Soto, so he hasn't played 
for the first two games, and it's unsure when he's going to come back because he needs two negative tests before he can come back. So, you know, he he's out of the building for a little while, and you just wonder if these seasons are going to continue. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out for them. And, you know, women's NBA started as well. You know, Sabrina Ionescu made her debut, you know, the number one pick in the WNBA draft. You know, they she made her debut. So it's it's a lot of sports that are coming back, but it's just going to be interesting to see. And especially you got stuff like Lou Williams. He got caught up at a gentleman's club of all places. You, you know, like it's going to be interesting to see if this lasts just based off of players' own stupidity in some cases, like in here, or just stuff that they can't control, <laughs> you know, like an asymptomatic carrier or something. So you, you, you it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. And also, it's been a lot of um, stuff, you know, a lot of pageantry with, you know, you got players, you know, they're only answering questions with, you know, arrest the murderers of Rihanna Taylor. You know, you have Black Lives Matter on the court and a place I never thought I'd see a Black Lives Matter anything on the mound of a baseball diamond, like for the pitcher's mound. Like, you know, they're putting that on there as well. So it, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see just everything with how all this stuff plays out. And, you, you know, so we'll see how this goes. It's definitely interesting definitely interesting like i'm loving it i'm really loving it but man oh man and speaking of the nba uh there was a piece that came out this week um master testison from bleacher report did a really powerful and cool story about Giannis antetokounmpo and his journey coming up you know they talked a lot about his a lot of people you know know that he's nigerian and greek but they don't know too much beyond that so basically i mean you know they went into the whole thing that his parents were undocumented immigrants they were living in greece and you know they literally lived in fear of deportation every single day like at any period in time like there were times they would come home and their parents would be late home and they would be scared because they feared that they could be deported, you know? So they were living with the fear of deportation every day. And, you know, they, they were really, because they were undocumented, you know, they couldn't get a Greek passport. They couldn't get an ID. So they couldn't work. Their parents couldn't work. So they had to do stuff like, you know, they had to sell stuff at markets and, on the streets and stuff to, to eat and, and crazy. Like, I mean, it, it was really hard for them. And then eventually, you know, Giannis found basketball and he was working with this guy and kind of that's what got him. They were able to get him a passport because he could play for the Greek national team because he was just that good. And then eventually he obviously got drafted. And I remember seeing somewhere else that like his parents tried to apply for American citizenship a few times and it was denied like the first two times. And they were like, he almost considered leaving America. Like if his parents would have been denied a third time, he would have left the States. And then we, you know, Greek freak would not 
have been what we know it today, like the what we know him today. So, you know, he his story has always been interesting, you know, and now, oddly enough, you know, he's very widely embraced in Greece and, you know, because, you know, he's successful and he's won MVP and, you know, they got a basketball court with him on it down there in the neighborhood he grew up in and, you know, just all types of stuff. So, I mean, his his story has always been interesting to me. Like, his story has always been interesting and, you know, you always want to know how that happens, you know, and so it was cool to see him, you know, open up about it a little bit more than we'd known in the past, so... That was a really interesting piece, and I suggest y'all check it out. You know, it's on Bleacher Report now. You can go look at it. That kind of thing, definitely. <sighs> you know? But um, moving on again. So, college, man. This football stuff is getting really really interesting you know more and more like it's more it's people moving to the spring you know um even in in at the high school levels like where i live montgomery county they've canceled all fall sports indefinitely like they're not moving it to spring they're just canceling you know you got other play dc i think is moving to the spring so you know, it's it, all the dominoes are falling. You're just wondering some of these conferences. You're still waiting on to see what they're doing. But I really think this thing needs to be on a united front. You know, you can't have some people canceling and some people moving to spring. Like, you know, and all the smaller conferences that can ill afford to lose the money right now have all acted first. So I don't know what the big ones, the power five ones are waiting on. But I mean, it's 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 too much division across the like. You got some people moving to spring. You got some people still trying to play in the fall. You got some people who just canceled the seasons altogether, like the Ivy League and you know the SWAC and the MEAC and all these places. Um, there's not. You've got to be some human uniformity. It's 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 too much at stake. It's too many lives at risk. It's too much. Just a lot. You know, lawsuits at risk. All this kind of stuff. So. You know, there's got to be uniformity. There's got to be uniformity. Absolutely has to be. I don't know what everybody's doing, but it's 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 gotta like you got you guys got to come together. You know, because if this stuff is all over the place, then I don't know what's gonna come of it. It's gonna be a mess. Like. Is really going to be a mess. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to see, we're going to see what happens. Definitely going to see. But another thing though, the NFL, Washington, we obviously know that they've discontinued the name, the Redskins. They're not going to be called the Redskins anymore. But now we've learned that they're going to just go for at least the next year. They're going to be the Washington football team. Like, that's an official thing. That's what they're going to go as. They're going to keep the color scheme. 
but they're just going to go as Washington football team for the entirety of the 2020 season, assuming there is one. And my thing is just, like, I don't have a problem with that. I just, the name is kind of, I'm like, yo, y'all couldn't have gone by the Washington Football Club, you know, at, at the bare minimum. I mean, it just, it's giving Madden franchise mode created team vibes. Like, that's 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 what it feels like. And, I mean, you know, obviously on social media, the jokes were flying some of them were really funny, but then there there were some people who I don't think they realized that this is not going to be the final name. Like some people I think are going about joking as if they believe that this is the name that they literally came up with when in fact this is just a temporary fix. And people are going to joke and clown and whatever, but this is kind of on the Redskins. I'm like, yeah, when you wait 70, 80 plus years before you finally decide to change the name, if you would have changed it a little bit sooner, you probably don't have these issues with copyright and with, you know, logos and, and all that stuff. Like, you you would have had more time than you do now to think of a name instead of just Washington football team. Like, this is, this is going to hurt Dan's pockets, I think, because, I mean, are you really going to sell merch? Like, what, what are, how, how are they going to go about, you know doing this you know like are people just gonna wear their skins jerseys to the stadiums assuming they're but then the other thing is if they decide not to have fans in stadiums this year then i guess it could work out in their favor but like you know if fans are allowed to come i'm just like you know it's just gonna it's just an awkward situation all around but this like i said is on dan you know this is on him and all the higher-ups like if they wouldn't have waited so long and wouldn't have been so adamant that they were never going to change the name. They would have had more time to prepare. But this gives them time to prepare. You you sit as a year's Washington football team, you know, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see the name that they do come up with. I mean, I personally like Red Wolves, you know, or Red Tails. But, I mean, I'm sticking more towards, towards Red Wolves. I just feel like that seems to be the really super popular name. And I don't know if that's Dan's thinking, but it just seems like the one that seems to be sticking. A lot of fans, from what I've seen, that seems to be the name that everybody is really enjoying. You know, like coming up with concepts and stuff for like, and it's a really cool name. And, you know, you'd be able to howl after sax and like it just it, it, it would be cool. And then another thing is that apparently if they do name it that, that that could help save an endangered species because, you know, red wolves are considered endangered. And they they believe if you name the team that it could help save the species and give them more recognition. That 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 would be interesting too. That's a the nature aspect. Like it would be interesting to see what they come up with. And it'd be interesting to see how they go forward with this current the Washington football team. Like, you know, you know, so it's good to see what they're doing, but we're we're gonna definitely check them out and we're gonna watch that. And we're gonna see how that goes. For sure, definitely. But um I think we covered everything for the week. Um, you know, obviously baseball is back and in full swing, no pun intended. 
this week. You know, it's um, the Nats are officially starting their title defense. You know, um, and it's going to see it's going to be interesting, assuming, you know, everything goes without any issues, if they can repeat as champions and. You know, let's see what some of these other teams do, like the Dodgers. Everybody's always got big expectations for them, and they just signed Mookie Betts to a 13-year deal this week. So he's there for life, you know. Um, It's going to be interesting to see them. It's going to be interesting to see the Yankees and what they can do now with Garrett Cole in the fold. And, you know, it's going to be in a shortened season at that, only about 60 games this year. It's going to be quite the experience to see what comes of this new baseball season and I can't wait that's all I know hopefully coronavirus doesn't really mess some of these teams up you know Toronto's already had to adjust because their own government won't let them play so they got to play in Buffalo they're playing their home games in Buffalo this year at a triple-a site so it's gonna be interesting to see for sure and and to see what they do because they got a nice young group of town as well so we shall see but this has been the sports fix with the sports pulse Devin Ashby filling in this week for Dan look forward to when he's able to come back praying for him as usual and we hope to see you guys next week it's been cool